started the question, I was like, oh, that's what it was. Right. This is, it may be weird, okay. But over here, we say mirror. Now, I've heard Americans say mirror. Like, oh, you mean like you mirror? one? You mean like one syllable, like mer, right? Oh, it just sounds like it's a noise. It's not. It's not a syllable. It's not a word. It's mer. right. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like they don't actually pronounce the or at the end, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't pronounce anything really, do they? Just yeah. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I say mirror. Like I, I pronounce right, so the or, but I but it kind of cuts off at the end, so it's like not fully there. You know what I mean? Like mirror. See, it almost doesn't sound like I'm pronouncing it, but yeah, it's similar. To I am. You say it. Yeah. You say mirror. Yeah. So yeah, you I say know. mirror, like it's an A. Well, if you want to be all posh, you would say mirror. But yeah, <laughs> like I'm a southerner, we say mirror. Mirror. Um, but you. yeah, I just heard someone the other day, and they're like mirror, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> a word. Any idea where they were from? <laughs> America. <laughs> no, no, no. Where? Like, what, what part? What part of the I region? Know it. it was on a no. it was on a video I was I was watching, and um, it was someone was just chatting and they're British, and then the guy they were playing with was American. And they just literally piped <laughs> up and said "mirror," and I'm like, "What <laughs> the hell was that?" Mirror. <laughs> <And then> <laughs> of something like that's my retard friend and how he says "mirror." <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so so I was curious. How does how does your your wife say "mirror"? About the same I do, uh, Mira. Oh, okay. Yeah, she uh, she does that. So she's got a twang in full. Force. Yeah, she's got a little bit of a more of a southern twang. She was a little bit. Okay, so here's the thing: it's like she was born in Florida, right? So she's always been in the South, and I was born in North Carolina, which is like midway up the East Coast. So I I don't know. See. I'm kind of a hybrid, but she's always been in the South, so it's kind of different, you know. We kind of have our own you little. Two were like from is that same place, so that's no. why I was always confused. That your two accents are different. You've both got a twang, but Hannah more so. Right, she's more Southern. She's definitely more Southern than yeah. I am. She definitely says y'all more than you. Right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she's de- <laughs> you're absolutely right about that. She's definitely. Uh, she's like I said, she was born in Florida, and um. She was basically raised in the South, so she's always been Southern area. And like I said, I'm kind of a hybrid. I've lived in three different states, so it's kind of, you know, my my accent is a little bit from each state. So um, One day, man, I'm going to get like a Geordie, a Brummie, a Mank, a Scouse, someone from Scotland, so maybe Gladwegian, someone from Wales, and someone from Ireland, all in this podcast, and I'm going to watch <laughs> struggle and i'm gonna laugh because <laughs> i am like believe it or not i am southern i don't sound like you guys southern but i am southern right yeah i got you okay all right cool anyway man welcome welcome to the podcast welcome guys to the podcast i am your host daniel son i'm joined with my co-host dj lloyd lloyd how you doing today pretty good man pretty good we were just tying up some american to english lingo that doesn't make sense or they've changed the word or the spelling or the pronunciation or something (laughs) yeah it's definitely different like from see that's the thing too it's like how i say different and how my wife says different is different Definitely. (laughs) so like the way i say it you can hear me say it's different she'll say different like it'll sound like an e instead of an i there 
So it's like, it's just, it's weird, but it's, you know, it's one of those things that you notice. And how we pronounce our eyes, we draw, we draw them out. So like, I would say light, she'll say light. Yeah, definitely the yeah. first time I heard her speak, I thought she was an alligator capture. <laughs> like Louisiana <laughs> or something. <laughs> Lives in the swamps. Hunts I live in the bike. for a living. <laughs> <laughs> What's in them? How does it say? All fields. <laughs> them all fields. <laughs> Talking like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> uh, we digress. We digress. Right, we got an exciting episode for you today. I am so hyped. Yeah, so, me too, man. We, we got, got some good topics to talk about today. Um, yeah, I think I think the number one topic today is uh, Cyberpunk 2077, right? I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. I'm more excited just to talk about... Oh, the game that come out Friday. Dude, yes. Star Wars Squadrons, man. It's one of those games, you know, you or you can play normal. But you really don't get the immersiveness if you don't play VR. VR is so good. Yeah, it's it's really good. May I just Uh, state one thing? That if there is a Star Wars fan that hasn't played it, the minute you play it, you will be playing with a semi-permanent state of arousal. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah, it's... You know, when I first started playing on Friday, man, I, uh... We started playing on I Friday. I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> we started playing on Friday, and it was like, you know, I, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about it, just because how it was making me feel. You know, I wasn't really feeling well, because I guess... Yeah, the cyber sickness is kind of a thing, dude. I didn't oh, think it would affect man. me as much as it did. Um, but when you're barrel rolling through space in an X-wing, and then you're not you're not doing that sitting still, you know, your mind can play a trick on you. Yeah, and it's man. just like, okay. I didn't I feel just... too good at first, but then I think it's starting to grow on me now. Uh, yeah, you you definitely can kind of train yourself. I mean, I struggled with cyber sickness quite a bit for a while. I played a lot of games where you've got to like walk forward, but you're stood still in your front room. Yeah. And then it's like your brain is like, you need to go forward. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be moving forward, but you're standing still. <laughs> your eyes are telling you're moving forward, and your brain just goes. Nope. <laughs> um, there's a few of it. I tell you, what, in Star Wars, when you start doing loads of micro drifting one after the other, that's where I start feeling. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one kind of gets to. You. I have a problem too. Like I. Like before I turn in that game, like if I turn my game, my uh, ship, I tend to look to the side I'm going to turn to. Mm-hmm. So and then as I'm turning, my eyes go toward the front of me, like toward the front of the ship. So it's just like I treat it like I'm driving a car. But even then, like not moving, it's terrible. Yeah. Eventually, you know, it kind of it kind of grows on you. You kind of get used to it. And it's not that bad. But, you know, mm. but. What else are we talking about? 2077, of course. Cyberpunk 2077. We're definitely talking about that. Um, one thing I got too off the internet, man. Uh, Rockstar, um, a Rockstar employee leaks a project of an unannounced title. I saw this. And I'm kind of curious about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a knows, few man. conspiracy theories rocking around. Yeah, I saw that. A lot of people are thinking this GTA 6. But we'll get more into that. Um, another one we got. We're going to announce the free games for Xbox and PlayStation coming in October. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know, Xbox Gold 
if I'm not mistaken. Xbox Gold and PlayStation Plus get two free games every month. I think and Xbox gets three, but one of is them is three? usually a, oh, leg, a legacy title, so it'd be Xbox Original or Xbox 360. Okay. But PlayStation gets two every month, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have PlayStation Plus out there, you get two free games every month. That's 24 games a year you get for free. And sometimes you get big-name titles that were a week beforehand worth, like, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's something to consider if you don't have PlayStation Plus and you're out there. Take Destiny 2, for example. Yeah, Destiny 2. Okay, I bought Destiny 2 for $60. I uh, bought it on disc. And now it's free Wait. on PlayStation. Like, what the heck? Yeah, man. So, yeah, There's some that... games, they piss me off when they uh, go free. I'm like, God damn it, I paid for that. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to... Give me a refund. <laughs> <laughs> definitely want to consider PlayStation Plus if you don't have it. Uh, what's another thing we're going to talk about? Uh, Ninja. We're going to discuss Ninja coming away from Fortnite and his thoughts. He, oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about he's that. not yeah. shy about expressing his opinion. He's never shy about expressing his opinion. No, no he's not. I mean, that's just uh, how he is, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, if he actually comes away from Fortnite fully, I'll actually consider watching him. Oh, really? Mm. Okay, that's that means a lot coming to coming from you. Yeah, man, I hate Fortnite. and because ninja is like one of the biggest named titans they're like yeah i hate ninja (laughs) but who knows maybe that will all change yeah absolutely maybe all right well let's start it off uh let's start off with cyberpunk 2077 uh i'm gonna explain the game a little bit cyberpunk 2077 is an action open world rpg where you play as a mercenary known as V. You can customize V. You can customize V's voice, hairstyle, body type, and clothing. How do you feel about that? Man, customization is like, it's becoming such a prevalent thing now. Um, and I like it. I mean, there's a few games that the customization is very minimal. There's some that it's very overboard, where you can literally change the size and shape and positioning of a nose. But it's becoming more and more a thing, and I think it's uh, allowing you to, in the online world, like be unique, and I like that. So, yeah. big thumbs you up. Implement, you implement your character, you implement yourself into the mm-hmm. game, more or less. Uh, yeah, or, or well, theoretically, you can be whoever you want to be, and I think that's more the ideal, rather than being a representation of yourself, you can literally be whoever you want to be. Right. Absolutely. Um Another thing, there's also different classes to choose from. Uh, you have Netrunner, which is basically a hacking so, uh, hacking class. Uh, you have a Techie, which deals with uh, machinery. And mm-hmm. you have a Solo, which is uh, basically combat. I don't know how they're going to play that one. That one's going to be... It's interesting. There's not loads of information about the classes that I've seen. Um, no. I it's think it's keeping it a little bit under wraps, really. Yeah, yeah. But the one that I think that sticks out to me is the hacking, kind of mm-hmm. like a uh, kind of like a Watchdogs feel. Yeah, definitely. It seems like, and I think this game's gonna have multiplayer as well, co-op. Ooh, I could be wrong, but but I saw something on Wikipedia when I looked at it. Um, I was trying to get an idea of you know what the game consists of, and I saw 
that it said different modes and single player and multiplayer was the two modes. And I'm wondering if multiplayer is co-op or is it competitive? Which I don't see this being a competitive game. Mm, possibly not. Then it's open world. They could even go along the lines of uh, a kind of Grand Theft Auto-esque type multiplayer. Could be. Uh, but it's be an interesting RPG. to see. So that's why I'm thinking it's got to be co-op. That's the only thing I can think of. But I could be wrong. Oh, I'd love a co-op. Yeah, absolutely. And it's first person. So that's that's another thing, too. Well, that's a controversial topic because it didn't used to be. Oh, really? Okay, so. Yeah, so originally you had a choice between first and third. Oh, I remember seeing something about first person as. You know, like if you're playing and running around, I think you're first person. And then if you're driving a vehicle, it's third person. Well, it used to be the whole game could be played in third person. And then they locked it to first person, even to the point that in the cutscenes, it's a first person view. They don't even sw- swap to the third person view in the cutscenes. And it was oh, okay. a bit, bit of a controversial sh- subject. And it was very late in development as well. So they had to backtrack. They reckon that's one of the one of the reasons for the delays. Um but <clears throat> that I didn't first know. First person's good. Yeah. But for, I like first person. It'd be interesting. Um, CD Project Red, they've come out with some brilliant stuff. For those don't know, The Witcher is probably one yeah. of their most recent biggest games. They did you know, I've never state. played a Witcher game. I've what? never played one. No, never played one. Oh, I've never on. wanted to, actually. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I need you to co host. You can't leave me. Don't do that. I'll just be sitting here talking to a wall. You can't do that. Oh, man, I've played all of them um, that are good. So CD Projekt Red actually made a statement because there's a lot of comparison going on against The Witcher because it was one of the most recent titles. Um, but obviously they're quite different. This one's set in the future, the other one's not. They have actually made a statement saying that the open world is bigger than The Witcher, but the actual main story missions is shorter. The Did Witcher. they give a scale? No. They didn't give a scale? Okay. No. Not, uh, not that I've seen. I could be I, wrong there. I uh, haven't seen a scale either. That's no. what I was asking. Um, but yeah, they, there's. I think there's been a lot of um, a lot of stuff put into the open world feel of it. Lots of side missions. Things like, much like there was in, in The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, the Witcher 3, more specifically. Um, but yeah, they did say that the... Um, the reason behind it was that I think they done a, they looked at some statistics. And it was like something like 70% of the Witcher player base had not actually completed the main story. Mm. They got close, but not quite to the end. So that's why one of the reasons why they shortened it. Um, I don't know how much of that I believe, but fair enough. But hopefully uh, after this, all this hype, it's been long awaited. Then it should, um, it should, pretty good i want to talk about the weapons oh man uh i have something on the perk tree that kind of goes with that um so the perk tree branches into melee blades i may have said melee wrong it's melee blades handguns shotguns rifles sniper rifles hacking two-handed combat assassination cold blood engineering and athletics so my thought is maybe you get to pick which one you want to specialize in for the weapons, mm. anyway. Or maybe it's down to the class of which weapons you have the ability to specialize in. Well, it could be. But then the thing is, is like, 
if you can customize that much of a character, right? You know, you customize the voice, hairstyle, body type, and clothing and all that. Why can't you choose which class you want to, like, do? Like, the hacking machinery, the combat, whatever. But then you pick what you want to specialize in as far as the weapons go. Mm. It's definitely, I mean, so I've got some of the, um, the actual weapon types here. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, so it may play, it might give us some kind of information because I don't have any information on the perks. So the the first one is power weapons, which are supposed to be the closest to like current day weapons. But the difference with those is that the bullets ricochet off of surfaces. Um, so you can pretty much shoot enemies around corners, which is quite interesting. Um, that is when interesting. You, when you aim, it will actually give you like a line of sight uh, where it's going to sort of bounce off. Um, so yeah, so there's a whole ricochet system that's, going on there. Oh, that's going to be, gonna be cool. interesting. Like, yeah, this is one of the things that the weapons in this game are like, well, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So the second weapon type that we know about is called tech weapons. So these are supercharged guns that use electromagnetic technology to fire solid metal projectiles. So apparently these are going to be able to punch through walls. So if you've got an enemy behind a wall rather than bursting through the door, you can literally shoot straight through the wall and kill them. Um, which would be quite interesting. I love that. That that brings me back to uh, Red Faction days when that was first a thing. That was amazing. Yes. Um, Next one is smart weapons. So uh, smart weapons have enemy tracking tech that lets your bullets chase them down targets, even when you aren't aiming directly at them. So I think a little bit like power weapons, you're going to be able to have the ability to shoot around corners, etc. And it does have uh, apparently like a little tracking target when you aim as well. Mm. Okay. Um, melee weapons are not futuristic and obviously it's a futuristic game but we have seen things there's like a thermal katana which is oh, basically a super i remember blade. seeing this yes, yes i remember seeing this that's gonna be sick yeah so they've Dude. taken like the classic melee weapon but they they futurized it like slightly um so like a plasma katana like that. <laughs> <laughs> dude that would be sick <laughs> yeah maybe an ice katana where you just the floor ice and they slip over <laughs> <laughs> well you laugh but they have so they've actually announced that there's going to be non-lethal modes for every single weapon in the game oh, because uh there was a, a thing where you've got the ability to actually play through the entire story non-lethally <laughs> so they added sorry. non-lethal modes sorry when you mentioned non-lethal it reminded me that uh the other night when we were playing assassin's creed unity <laughs> Oh my god. And you were like, you said, how is a rifle non-lethal? <laughs> there's, a, there's a five-star rifle that's non-lethal. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Hey, I'm going to shoot a bullet <laughs> at your face, but don't worry, it won't kill you because it's non-lethal. <laughs> you, kidding, might, you might feel it, but it won't kill you. I mean... <laughs> Some of these went like, there's that, I can't remember what it's called. It's basically, it's a broomstick with a massive ball on the end covered in spikes that is was, non-lethal. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, it's like a uh, like a Daryl bat or something. Yeah, because it's classed as a mace. Um, yeah, yeah. Man, if that hits you anywhere in your body, that is gonna hurt. You're dead. Okay. Like you're right. gonna bleed so, out. Like it's not. Like, gonna, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I like some form of realism in my games. When I look at it, it's like non-lethal. Hmm. We shall see. <laughs> yeah. I'll go make one in my workshop, and then uh, <laughs> then we'll see. 
Um, but continue, sorry. <laughs> I don't. We digress once again. Sorry, guys. Uh, get used to it. It will happen many, It'll many happen. times. We'll go on tangents like constantly and be like, oh, I remember that. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll go back on track. Go ahead. Reminiscing. <laughs> reminiscing. Yeah. And then the last weapon type we, need, we know about is called cyberware. Um, so these are actually uh, their body implants. So okay. as well as you being able to upgrade like your armors and all that, you actually can have uh, physical implants. So there is a couple we know about. One are one of them is the horrifying mantis arms. One of them is super mantis arms. Is that mantis arms like a praying mantis is yeah. arms. Okay. Yep. Don't know how he holds a gun, but hey ho. <laughs> uh, another one is super strong gorilla arms. Oh, okay. <laughs> How does he get his finger in the trigger guard? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe also be super hairy. <laughs> Comes with detachable hairbrush. Got the Popeye <laughs> forearm, do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> and then another one is a projectile launch system, which is basically a grenade launcher in your hand. Okay, so like a uh, Samus feel. I love it. Uh, beg your pardon? Samus? You? Samus from like the... Metroid series. You don't know what the Metroid series is? Like Metroid Prime? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you ever played? Okay, we'll we'll discuss that another time. This guy does not know Metroid Prime from like the GameCube days, man. I didn't have a GameCube, man. Neither did I, but I know who Samus is. Well, I do apologize. Do you okay? Have you ever played um uh? Super Smash Brothers. Yes. Okay, so do you remember... Which one did you play? The N64? Uh, yeah, it would have been N64. Okay, so the one in there that was the robot, that was like the orange robot, had a green cannon on their arm. Dude, do you know that, how long ago I played the N64? Fair enough. But anyway, Samus was basically... It's a girl in a robot outfit, and she's got like a blaster cannon built into her suit on her arm oh, okay yeah so that's why that's why it reminded me of that but go on <laughs> fair enough <laughs> damn it hang on you can't say nothing you'd never played a single witcher game so i don't want to hear it i know okay? i know don't you're want right. to hear it you're right. you're right good lord you played um, like the older rpgs i'm sorry and i'm older than you as well this is a fact the fact that you're older than me and you can't remember Samus, it's kind of like mind-boggling, man. <laughs> well, it's because I'm older than you, so the N64 was a lot longer ago. Oh, come on, dude. That was a childhood. You can't forget that. Dude, you, know, you do not have any, know how many hours I spent on my N64. I even had the green transparent one. It was amazing. <laughs> anyway. Far too many hours in Star Wars Pod Racer, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we, we digress once again. So, <laughs> just looking into these like these weapons and things like that, I think it's yeah. giving to give you like a uh, quite a broad spectrum of how you want to play the game. I say you have got the ability to play the whole game non-lethal. Possibilities well as, are endless, basically. Mm, as well as lethal, and I mean, I don't know, you could charge around with horrifying mantis arms and decapitate people. <laughs> I don't know, carry these uh, super hot blade katanas in your feet or something. I don't know. Um, right. <laughs> 
have the have the knife in your boot kind of feel, you know? <laughs> that's that's like Wild West. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Space cowboy, dude. Uh, so yeah, so I think uh, it's. I hope it lives up to the hype. It's so eagerly anticipated. Um, right. Oh, and another so thing too, Keanu Reeves is starring in this. I know. How awesome is that? That's cool, man. Keanu. Well, it's now official. Keanu Reeves will live forever. <laughs> yeah. In the digital world. He'll never die in my eyes, anyway. Like he's. Well, you reckon he's about 400 years old already, don't they? I don't know how old he is, honestly. I don't know. People do this thing of they uh, scroll through historical pictures from centuries ago and be like, that guy looks like Keanu Reeves. It must be him. <laughs> so I've decided that he's immortal. Yeah. I don't know how old he is, but he's he's up there. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say but, he's up there, but he's... But then I don't think it does that much justice uh, in terms of, yeah, it's great to have a celebrity in there. Um... John Cleese has starred in, in games that you even had um uh can't remember his name Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead was in um Death Stranding who was the main character um so okay. yeah so it's kind of cool but it doesn't hold that much weight because if the game doesn't live up to its expectations oh if it plummets yeah it's yeah, bad for that actor it doesn't matter who it's got in there it could have Morgan Freeman right in there and people still wouldn't play it if it's bad Man, if Morgan Freeman was in there, he would just narrate. He'd be okay. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll let you just play the game just for that. <laughs> just, just for that, yeah. For him to narrate the whole thing, dude, I would, for real. Like. Absolutely, man. That would be dope. That's That's got to be on the list. Someone's got to get him to do it. But then, like, look at the Steven Spielberg thing where Steven Spielberg had this contract to do some games because he wanted to bring this new level of emotion into games, and they all got dropped. Um, True. That would have been yeah. epic. Hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, but, yeah. I, love, I love the story-driven game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that would have been amazing. Anyway, uh, we digress. Yeah. So, release date is November... Wait, I think. I think it's 19th. November 19th. I just had to look it up because I didn't write that down. Um, Wikipedia says November 2020, but if you Google it, it says November 19th. Yeah, I've got that. November 19th, 2020. So, it was originally going to be... PS4. For PS4, Xbox... Microsoft, uh, Stadia 2, I believe, later uh, yeah, on in the year. Stadia. Um, and and Stadia. it doesn't release for PS5 or Xbox X or whatever, the next Xbox. It doesn't release for that until next year. Well, that's the thing is that originally this was due to be um, come out on April 16th, I believe. And then uh, it was pushed to September. Mm-hmm. And then there was another delay where it was going to be delayed to june 18th so i don't think they preempted this game this game they preempted that the game was already going to be out before the new gen next gen consoles released that's so true. i think that's put, probably put a little bit of a damper on it so it's going to release while they're possibly out or coming out but actually the new the actual uh port won't be done until next year okay so but to be fair if you're gonna have one of those next gen consoles i would much prefer to wait for a port than to for them to do a bad one because we've all seen many many bad ports and um yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm much better further away in yeah. my opinion if they're going to delay it this many times though uh they delay it what twice yeah twice no not twice uh it was april then september then june now november four times. okay so three yeah four times so if they're going to delay it this this many times 
it better be worth it. That's all no, it's got. But then CD Projekt Red usually do deliver. Yeah, okay, so that goes back to the whole Red Dead Redemption 2 thing. You know, they delayed that, what, three or four times as well? And it's trash. Well, the main story, I think, is good. The main game's good. The online's trash, in my opinion. The online's trash, yeah, absolutely. It's a good storyline and everything like that. Rockstar delivered with the storyline. and you they usually do deliver with a storyline, but then again, like once it hits the online, dude, nothing's been the same since Red Dead One. Mm. It's got more of a Grand Theft Auto Six, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five feel to it to me. Yep. Just in Western, just skinned. Yeah, which uh, I don't, don't, uh, I don't like really. But to be fair, that nicely takes us on to the leak. Yeah, I was about to Look say at that. that. So speaking we, of Rockstar, we made a bridge without realizing we made a bridge. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking so of first Rockstar, thing I've got to ask you, right? Yeah. Okay. Very important. Do you think this was a genuine leak, or do you think this was a ploy? I don't know. To be honest, I think it's a publicity stunt. Yeah. Okay. Part of me thought that. I want to I want to piggyback on that because I really think it might have been a publicity stunt, but then again I don't know because he didn't leak anything in particular. He but just he said did. he leaked his own work, but he didn't say what it no, was. No, he didn't say what it was. But the facts are made leaked. Now theoretically, there's got to be some contractual clause that if you leak something, then there's got to be. Um, contractual obligations going on there so there may be some form of disciplinaries or dismissals or something like that um because yeah the fact that nothing's come out this guy's been sacked or anything like that so makes me believe that it's it's not now the thing is we don't really hear much from rockstar do we no okay see that's just it we all know rockstar right we all know about rockstar games and we know that they're wound kind of tight when it comes to new releases Mm -hmm. you know you normally don't hear about a new release until it's literally right around the corner but then i reckon they've learned there's a lot of companies out there that will do um intended leaks i mean they'll leak a little thing here a little and it sparks interest and right it gets people talking yep. and then all of a sudden there's this huge hype they, this game may have not even been that popular i can't think of an example right, right off the top of my head but all of a sudden it generates this huge hype Mm-hmm. And it's a really good way of getting some publicity out there without Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, for example. Yeah. I mean, they brought that up forever ago. Years ago. And then when they start Yeah. They brought it up years ago. And then when they actually start talking about it more and more and more, you know the release is getting close, right? Mm-hmm. Rockstar doesn't do that. Why don't they do that? Like I'm everybody wipe from their games if they did do that. Yeah. I I figured it would be really good for their company as well. Like Eventually, if you if you release, okay, this game is coming out two years from now, three years from now, whatever. Then you have that time to hype it up till about mm-hmm. three months before release, and then everybody's like so excited, like they're like, okay, I gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it, and eventually you start getting millions of pre-orders. Yeah, exactly. You have time to hype it up. Like, don't tell us like six months before release that oh, this game's coming out then. There's no hype in that. Mm. agreed agreed um yeah i think this leak is intended it's supposed to get speculation going because the internet went wild um 
So there were some speculations of uh, Grand Theft Auto 6, mm-hmm. which is quite possible. I think we're due Grand Theft Auto, a Grand Theft Auto sometime soon, surely. Um, there was possibilities of it being... Well, GTA 5 so old now, man. It doesn't matter, dude. It's still going strong. You know how much bank they make on that game? Yeah, ridiculous. It's crazy. <clears throat> but then there's rumors that it was going to be the next Red Dead. But I can't see them starting to develop Red Dead that soon after Red Dead 2. Yeah, that don't make sense to me either. Mm. I've also heard Bully. Bully 2. Bully 2. I've heard that too. And then the one that interests me the most, and I hope it's LA true. L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir 2. Yeah, that would be cool. Man, is that think, game so good? Yeah, I think the one that I would look forward to the most, Bully 2. I never actually played Bully, so... Ah, uh, Bully's a good I heard one. it was good. It is good. For a I PS2 know. game with the graphics it had, like, it was it was so good. Like, I, I loved it. Man, like, Shoving I don't want LA Noir come out though, and that's why yeah. I hope LA Noir because that was like kind of revolutionary because they took all a lot of you had to. Did you ever play it? No, I did not oh, actually. God. So, man, there's right. games we haven't played, and there's games that you know we have played together. And <clears> it's like, okay, we can well, meet on some things, you know, but not everything. Very true, man. Very true. So, LA Noir. You was a detective, and the revolutionary thing was you'd be in an interview room, and your suspect who you're interviewing would be like saying your story and things like that, and you'd have to ask certain questions, and you'd have to look at their facial features and try and depict whether they're lying or not. Wow. And that was this is then. a game. Yeah, this is a game ahead of its time. Exactly. Now, when you've got the new capability, especially with the next gen console coming out as well, the new power implications that these have. You can and the real like look at the graphics we're getting there and some of these things the realism's insane. So imagine now implementing that into a game that would be incredible. Um, yeah. Because it was really good for its time then. Do you know what I mean we yeah. we played it and we we're like oh my god that's amazing because someone like their eyes would dart or their eyebrow would raise or something like that or they'll smirk or they do their nose would flare. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Being able to read like on a PlayStation Two system, being able to read expressions off of a face that's that's Quite huge. Something. Yeah, man. For a PlayStation 2, that's, dude, that's way ahead of its time. Absolutely. Um, so that's why uh, that, yeah, I really hope it's another uh, L.A. Noir. That'd, that'd be cool. Be really good. That would actually And uh, cool. if you haven't played it, I won't ruin you, but there's an amazing twist at the end as well. So go play it. I'll definitely have to play it. If you play Bully. Deal. <laughs> I could share play Bully with you, dude. I have it on my PlayStation 4 right oh. now as we speak. Sweet. We'll do that then. We'll have to uh, I've got that. LA Noir. I'll, I'll ship it to you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man! But and by the way, I just want to correct you. It was actually a PlayStation Three title. It is a PlayStation. Okay, I don't know yeah. why I kept saying PlayStation Two. I mean, do you know how I know that? It sat on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, you know? but but yeah, this guy who released it, he apparently he was a character artist. Yeah. Who made this? Who made this? Made this leak? I don't know. And he says it's an it's an unannounced project that has been in the works in the works. Let me try to speak correctly here. In the works since February of 2020. So, who knows, man? 
like that that's just it though him being a character artist says a lot that it's only been in the works and they're working for the art of it since february 2020 which dates back that could be back toward 2018 ish like they could be working on it since then who knows well but, oh, see i read that that they'd only started working on it in february of this year okay so okay. if that was the case, that that would make might be true. The only reason I said February 2020 and the fact that it's a character artist kind of tells me that they already had like the programming done and everything like that. And they're working on the artwork for it. But I could be wrong. That was just me. But jumping most the of their games run off the same engine. So I that's know. that's true. But then um, if they run off the same engine, why does it take them so long to make a game? Because there's all you just because it runs on the same engine, they still got to do all the artistry for it, things like that. There's more programming to be done. It depends on what the game is, really, doesn't it? I mean, I think if you look yeah. at Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead, they're so similar um, that it's Graphics not too hard. Too. But the only thing I, the reason I think it's not a new Grand Theft Auto that he's talking about there, because if they did only start working on it in February, I reckon they started working on the new Grand Theft Auto years ago. They have been. Um, so then that that's why it, like it's tweaked in my mind. It's like if it's LA Noir, it's gonna be amazing. To be honest, uh, I'm not looking forward to GTA Six. Mm, see what really they come up with. Careless. They've gone they've gone down the Call of Duty route of like making everything a bit too samey. Yeah. Um, I think they need to bring some fresh blood into the into their franchises. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Make them exciting. Five or six years in between two different titles is kind of dumb if you're doing that. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, maybe maybe that's why it's taking so long. Maybe they, they are bringing in kind of fresh new elements into their uh, into their titles, which uh, obviously have historically done so well. So, I suppose <laughs> we have to uh, keep a close eye on what they what they come up with. But I imagine they will be bringing out something for the next gen consoles. Mm. Uh, they usually do yeah but yeah they've been apart from red dead 2 they've been a bit quiet of of late what uh, they come out with though uh going back to what you just said mm. when they, what they come out with by the time it comes out next gen's gonna be halfway done or halfway through mm. well not if they bring it if they release something for when the next gen releases so at christmas time that is yeah that is true um, but they would have already announced it i feel like Mm, well then it's a rock star sometimes they don't announce anything until the absolute last minute like i said right around the corner yeah mm, so who knows man i mean with Rockstar, you can never tell like that's what makes me mad like you can't you never know with Rockstar a game that you're looking forward to you know from Rockstar from a company you actually enjoy and they're hush hush about it it's just annoying mm. yeah they are quite secret about their projects um but then Okay, we know they do well um, with their major franchises, um, but being able to generate a bit more hype, like 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 Side Punch. I mean, we've known it's been coming for years. We get little snippets here and there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, Starfield. They announced a couple of screenshots. Oh, sorry, they they uh, showed a couple of screenshots from the new Starfield, mm-hmm. and that's it. It was like two or three screenshots. Um, and that's generated loads of hype about it. We don't know when it's going to be here yet. I don't think there's a release date for it yet. I could be mistaken there. 
Um, but yeah, all of a sudden this week generated a lot of hot. Everyone started talking about it. some videos started coming out about it, things like that. What was it? Starfield. Starfield, yeah. Which is a new. So that's Bethesda. Uh, mm-hmm. Bethesda new space RPG. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Starfield uh, would be perfect title to book in that tr- transistor period with the late 2022 to mid 2023 mm-hmm. release date. Yeah. So this. Jesus. They reckon it's 2022, but they just dropped two or three screenshots this week um, about it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's you know, it's a, we're a long way off. Yeah. But they're dropping these little things, and, you know, it's not due for two years, but yet there's hype being generated about it. Um, yeah. I feel like if Rick's Rockstar took a leaf out of their book, there'd be more hype, but also then we'd be a little bit more in the know about what could potentially be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, yeah. But, but then I, again, it's Bethesda. I mean... Totally different gaming company, which you're right. If they took took a page out of the book and just kind of maybe did something along those lines. Well, I'm not Ooh. saying Rockstar aren't successful, but Bethesda had no. many, many um, successful titles. Yeah, fra- franchises under their belt. I mean, you got the likes of yeah. Elder Scrolls, Doom, Dishonored, Prey. I mean, loads of stuff. Um, Let's so go yeah. down this rabbit hole real quick. So Bethesda, right? You you remember? Two years ago, maybe. Bethesda mentioned the Elder Scrolls Six. Yep, they uh, they mentioned E3, didn't they? Yeah. Two years ago, so not the most recent one, but the one before that. Mhm. So, what do you think this one's gonna be like? I know this is a completely different tangent, but you brought up Bethesda, so I'm kind of curious. Like, what do you think that Elder Scrolls is gonna be like? I'm interested to see what direction they go in and whether they're going to do like a a pre or an after uh, in terms of like, so we take Skyrim, is it going to be set before the whole Skyrim game or after it? Mm. The thing that I think they've got to be really, really careful about is Skyrim was so damn good. It was so mm. popular. <laughs> it was just a single player game. And it made it, mate, have you played that in VR yet? I need to do that. I would have to buy it in VR, though. That's the only thing. Worth it. Worth it. Is but it? anyway, I digress. See, so Skyrim was so good, and it was such a massive game, and it was so well-received. Do you know, people still play it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, years after it's released, and then they release a VR version, and it's had God knows how many downloads, and it's amazing. So they've got to be so careful, because if they bring out Elder Scrolls Six, and it's in any, in any way, shape, or form less than Skyrim, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fail. Yeah. So this is the thing. Skyrim was so popular. It's mm-hmm. done so well. And a lot, of, a lot of reason that people play ESO is because of Skyrim. A lot of people download and start playing e- play ESO because they think it's going to be like an online version of Skyrim. It's not in it's any way, not. shape, or form. No. Um, I Skyrim, think that's why uh, I didn't ESO like vet that. over it, but um, it's very different. But yeah, so I think if they bring anything less than Skyrim, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot. So I think they're having to be very, very careful. Um, that's why I imagine Elder Scrolls 6 is not going to be with us anytime soon. I know that they were saying, oh, it's going to be here for next gen and things like that. I don't rec- I reckon it'll be like 2022 before we hear anything more than that. I hope which I'm will be, wrong. Which will be next gen, but who knows? Yeah. We really don't know. We don't have enough mm. information right now to tell. We have no information. They, they yeah. showed like a little 
They showed a clip, like a little like snippet picture or whatever. It was like it. a six-second clip or something, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's all like we got. Nothing. Um, yeah. That is literally all we got. All right, uh, uh, moving on. Free games coming for Xbox and PlayStation in October. So, me being a PlayStation guy, I'm going to go PlayStation first, of course. So, as an avid gamer, I'm always looking forward to the free games every month. For October, PlayStation gets Vampire and Need for Speed Payback. So, Vampire was initially released in June of 2018. This is this goes back to what I was saying. Like you might get a game that's twenty dollars, you know, before it comes out free for PlayStation Plus. Mm. Anyway, it was released in June of 2018. The plot is based on a doctor who has turned into a vampire, and is torn between the Hippocratic oath and his newfound bloodthirsty nature, which is perfect for the Halloween month, man. That's um, it's definitely one I might end up getting. Uh, these come out October 6th. What do you mean this end one, up getting? They're free. That's what I'm saying, though. It's free. Like, I might actually end up breaking down and downloading it. I don't know. Oh, right. Gotcha. I was yeah. like, might yeah. end up getting it. It's free. I know uh, it's free. I understand it's free. <laughs> I, <laughs> I might like, do this free one. not I mean might... the same thing over there that it does over here? <laughs> I'm British. We'd love a free thing. Hey, if it's free, it's for me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. I see free. I see it. I'll go add to my library. That is yeah. why my library is like 209 games on places. I'm like, 99% of them I did Are not free. pay for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely probably put it in my library as far as playing it. I might try it out. You know, I'm not big on like the vampire lore and stuff like that. But, oh, you know. I quite like it, you know. Yeah. I like it. It's done yeah. right. Yeah. The setting, though, the setting's what got me. I was like, ooh, that's kind of interesting. I might play mm. it. Uh, the next one. Uh, Need for Speed Payback. I mean, it really doesn't need an explanation. It's Need for Speed, and it's true. <laughs> man, I think Need for Speed never done a game as good as Hot Pursuit. Really, that game was amazing. I don't think I've ever played a Need for Speed game. I played Midnight Club. Okay. I played um, the Midnight Club two and the Dove Edition. I mean, they've done some good things with like when Fast and Furious was. A new thing mm-hmm. and then needs to be brought their game which had all like the kind of the body kits and and the neon lighting and uh, the upgrades that you saw in like fast and furious and everyone was really into it prior to that they'd done you know it was more simplistic racing games and they did do hot pursuit which was very cool literally you're mm. racing other people while being chased by the police amazing yeah that's, um that's the one okay I remembered a game like that, and I was like, what game was that? I could not remember what it was. And so it was Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit, yeah. And awesome. I, think, I think they brought out Hot Pursuit 2 at some point. Uh, I did not play that. And then I feel like the Need for Speed thing kind of fell off a little bit. They kind of lost their way because even though Fast and Furious is still popular, Fast and Furious went on a different direction to just the kind of classic boy racer style that it originally once was. Um, so yeah, so it'd be it'd be interesting uh, to have a little download and play that. Um, yeah. So these games will be available in the store October sixth, which is two days from now. Is the it's October fourth, so they will be available October sixth in the PlayStation Store. Uh, definitely go download those. I mean, get them in your library even. I mean, it's a free games. Like, get them in your library at least. If you don't want to play them now, wait till later. If you want to play them later, just download them then. At least mm-hmm. you have them in your library. You don't want to Absolutely. miss out. 
you know, and you don't want to be a few months down the road, be like, man, I wish I would have got those games. Well, put them in your library. You ain't got to download them right now. You can play them whenever you want. Well, this is very true. Okay, so Xbox. Xbox gets Slayaway Camp Butcher's Cut and Made of Skur. I have never heard of any, either one of these games. Me neither. Uh, so Slayaway Camp was released in October 2017. It's a puzzle game that is homage to 80s horror movies where you play as a psychotic slasher looking for revenge. So it's basically a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. I don't know. And it being a homage to 80s horror movies, it could be like, what, Michael Myers and could Jason. Yeah, maybe. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, all of them. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's Slayaway Camp. Uh, and it's Slayaway Camp Butcher's Cut. I guess there's a few different games of Slayaway Camp. But anyway, next one, uh, Made of Skur. It's a survival horror game that takes place in a hotel with a gory history from British folklore. So this is interesting. Oh, the Brits. I'm sold. I'm downloading it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You get it on um, your PC because you have the Xbox Gold. I do. I do indeed. Yes. Um, uh, I won't lie. I always feel like... Um, so with PlayStation, you get better free games. I think Xbox free games are usually not quite like good. these but then you've got the game them. pass which is a lot better on xbox where you compare it to playstation now that's a bit rubbish yeah um so you always prefer the free games one mention actually i want to make is that epic games so i don't know if this is applies i doubt this applies to consoles but for pc uh on october the 8th there is rising storm 2 vietnam um for free on uh, xbox on PC. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So it's from from the Epic Games um, store. Launcher. Yeah, from their store. Now, okay. if anyone likes kind of realistic army combat shooters, uh, and you've never played a Rising Storm game, what have you been doing with your life? So definitely <laughs> worth a go because that game is actually awesome. Okay. But cool. it's one of them games of like you take a step foot one foot out of cover when you're not supposed to pop one shot dead sniper Whew. very like, realistic then yeah highly realistic if you're not awesome. in cover you're dead um you go you try to charge around like a lunatic like you're doing core duty you're dead mm. okay um so yeah very cool all right uh both of the games for xbox slayaway camp and made of skur will be available october 16th so 10 days after the releases for the PlayStation games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, talking about the Epic Games Store, let's get into Ninja and Fortnite. So, yes. why has Ninja turned his back on Fortnite the past few seasons? Well, there's one major comment that he, I think he posted on Twitter. I, think that's I, have, the whole, I have the whole thing. Uh, do you want me to read that? You go for it. Okay. Ninja hasn't played Fortnite for months until recently. He said, I'm just starting to play Fortnite again. I haven't played in months. Honestly, the game wasn't fun to me. It was super stale and super boring. I I honestly don't have anything good to say about Fortnite in the last two seasons. And that's what he was saying. I think he said that on a stream. I don't think he said it on Twitter, but 
that was on a stream. So me personally, I agree and also disagree. The reason I agree, Fortnite was stale and super boring. The reason I disagree, it still is. In my opinion, <laughs> Fortnite hasn't been good since they brought the mechs in and took them back out, which was the last chapter on the last map. Oh, it's so annoying, which was like season 10 of chapter one, dude. And it was, oh my God, like it hasn't been the same since. Since oh, then, yeah. I feel like Fortnite has been on a downward slope and they're only halfway down. I mean, you're a you're an avid Fortnite player. You're actually a fan. Uh, I mean, for me, I also strongly agree and sorry disagree. I strongly agree that it is boring. It is rubbish. But I disagree that it's been for the last two seasons. It is from the day that they launched the fucking thing. <laughs> hold up now. Hold up. I started playing in season three, okay? And the only reason that I started playing was because, going back to the Counter Reeves thing, for the Battle Pass Tier 100 skin, they had a skin that looked kind of like the John Wick character. Oh, yeah, you always play that. And then they actually came out in Season 7. If I remember right, Season 7 was the one that come out with the actual John Wick skin because John Wick 3 was released. But I don't know. And I can't remember exactly when that skin came out. But that was the only reason I started playing it again. And I played it when they actually first released the the Battle Royale for it. I thought the Battle Royale came first before the... Save the World? Yeah. It did not. Save oh, the World okay. was first. Um, you, Apprentice actually told me about it. Apprentice. Oh, man, he's an awesome dude. We'll have to get him on the podcast one day. Um, Apprentice actually introduced me to it. He had the Save the World mode. And okay. He, he got early access to the Battle Royale. So he share played it with me. And I was like, okay, this game could be kind of cool. And that was like when Battle Royales were kind of popping, you know, or about to pop. And then this was when PUBG was a thing, actually. PUBG was amazing. huge then. Right. Well, this is the thing. It was apart from uh, H1Z1, um, it was like the first like really big successful. H1Z1. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> 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 I just had to throw that <laughs> if you can see me now, I'm giving you a look of disapproval. <laughs> I know that's what I said. I knew that was going to happen. So I have to say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so H1Z1, right? H1Z1? We say, say things correctly around here. <laughs> they had like the first battle royale, but it was a bit meh. And then PUBG. That one was like 150 people, right? Mm, oh, I got no idea. To be honest, uh, uh, it, it kind of looked looked lame. And yeah, uh, yeah it was King of the Hill. That's what it was called, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's what it was. King of the Hill. Mm. Um. So yeah, PUBG. Uh, come about, which was actually a mod from Armor Two originally. Uh, I, I did not know that. Mm. So it started. So player unknown, mm-hmm. um, who's the guy who made it? He, he made uh, it was a, a basically a mod for Armor Two, and then it comes as like a standalone release. And yeah, and that was the ah, okay, biggest. This I did not. Awesome. Yeah, that was the biggest battle royale 
ever before Fortnite come along. Mm. Um, and yeah, I still just they think PUBG is much better than Fortnite. It does things a lot better for it. PUBG is in a, probably a terrible spot right now. Where, <laughs> but it's because they've tried to rather than staying on their line of where they were at, they tried to become because Fortnite got very popular. They started introducing battle passes and things like, like Fortnite and went along this thing. Um, and yeah, it's come away a lot from what it was. Um, hence why a lot of streamers don't stream it no more. I mean, you had the likes of Doctor Disrespect and Shroud and loads of people playing it, and now they don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they stray too far from their roots and tried to make it or turn it into something that would think they thought would make it more successful and it had the adverse effect. Right. Um. But yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know. Battle Royales. I think they're coming to an end personally. I mean, if you think about it, we there's always a fad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you I was gonna had s- oh, go ahead. Sorry, zombies. Do you mean mm-hmm. for the longest time, zombies was the fad. Zombie survivals. Yeah. Everything had a zombie yes. mode. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was Battle Royales and that become a thing. And so everyone, everyone had a Battle Royale mode. Everything. Heck, Call now, of Duty has a Battle Royale mode that everybody's playing more now. Mm, I think it's kind of... it's. I think it's gone past its prime, its peak. I yeah, think I think it's going to be something too. new come along i have no idea what i hope the only reason i think it's past its peak is because the new call of duty is coming out in november maybe but then is that gonna have a battle royale mode we don't know yet do we i don't know but the only reason i feel like they're playing the call of duty battle royale is because it's call of duty and Mm. yeah who knows more likely um i don't know I, I just feel Barrow's kind of had their day. I'm interested to see where this takes us. Uh, What's the next over. genre? Do you know? Any ideas? No idea. I, I'm hoping something cool. Maybe um, VR takes this place? Well, dude, you think about it. VR's come on a long, a long way. Like, VR it has their first proper AAA title, which is Half-Life Alex. But... Anyone that's got VR, if you have not played that game, you need to. Um... But has VR hit its peak yet? Oh, no, absolutely not. It's got its first AAA title. So it's first ever AAA full playthrough long game. So I think that VR is is just kind of starting up and it's starting to become a thing where we all thought that maybe it would be a bit like 3D TVs where it was just a bit of a fad. VR has been around now for a little while, um, you know, kind of to the public, um, easy Mm. accessible. Mm-hmm. and it's becoming free. Cheap. it's becoming more affordable more and more affordable they There's made a- fortnite free when it first released and then they also brought call of duty warzone which is the br for call of duty modern warfare that one's free too mm-hmm. there is a lot of free stuff mm-hmm. um there's a lot of vr content coming out now from kind of silly like you can get like free like silly fishing games to anything up to things like half of alex which is actually a triple a title um, mm. So I'm in- really interested to see that if we stay along this path. Uh, and some of the games I brought are amazing. Like I play a game called Zero Caliber, which is mm-hmm. actually a very realistic VR shooter. Uh, oh, okay. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Even to the point you can look down and you're wearing like body armor. And all the you're guns- doing the same thing in Squadrons. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know okay. That. <laughs> I was about but, to say. <laughs> but 
in squadrons, you're sat in a seat. In this, you walk right. around. So if but, you crouch to the floor, your body crouches. It's yeah. measuring the height of where you are and things like that. Gotcha. Um, so it, even though, unless you're wearing a haptic feedback vest, it doesn't mm. know where your body is, but it's measuring the height. So you actually like when you crouch, you will actually crouch. The guns are uber realistic, um, down from attachments. The way you reload them, everything, uh, the recoil and that, yeah, it's really really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so some of these games that are coming out are getting very good. So I'm really interested to to see how VR comes along. I mean, you just got to look at Squadrons and how good that looks in VR and how immersive that is. Mm-hmm. And they've yeah. built that game properly for VR. And right. in my opinion, I know it's not really classed as a AAA title, but Star Wars Squadrons is so good. That's a AAA title in my head. It is so good. It is. And the Absolutely. fact that they've made it that good with VR capabilities as well is amazing. So, yeah, I'm really excited past, to see where the VR thing goes. If you can get past the cyber sickness, it's definitely worth playing. Mm. So, continuing on Fortnite. Uh, like I said, I feel like they're on a downward slope and they're only halfway down. Now, I enjoy playing Fortnite still. The only reason I enjoy playing Fortnite is because it's the only one I can get all my friends on together to play, it seems like. And it seems like that's the only one they really want to play because it doesn't take too much time to get into. You know, you get on there, you get loaded into a game, and it's something kind of quick. You know what I mean? Mm. One of the things uh, Ninja commented on was actually he started playing with a controller, didn't he? That was a while back. I don't know um, if he's still playing with a controller. Well, think so. his biggest complaint was that when you play with a controller, you get some ridiculous aim assist. Okay. Which is basically, a, he's saying it's aimbot. And when people have been banned from using aimbots in tournaments, but you're allowed to use a controller, which is basically aimbot. Um, and yeah, he did not like that. Uh, now, there's a rebuttal to that. He's only meaning for the people who play on PC using a controller. He's not talking about consoles. No. Um, it's a lot stronger on a PC, which I think at that point when they changed all that, I started to fall away from it because they messed with it too much. Mm-hmm. And granted, there were a few times I understand where there'd be times where I shoot guys out of the sky and not miss a shot. Now, keep in mind, I play on a controller and I wouldn't miss a shot. And you know, I was kind of like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous, but sucks for that guy. You know, that kind of thing. But I, I get what he's saying, but he was only meaning like to the people who play on PC with a controller. And I agree. It is yeah. kind of very strong on a PC. Well, this is the thing. He's talking about competitive play. So, like, I think there was a tournament. Oh, dude. Someone got banned from using aimbot. But then they're allowing controller play in tournament settings on PC. And he's like, how can you even allow that incompatibly when it's basically aimbot in your hands? Um, and that was his biggest kind of gripe at that time, I think. This goes I don't back know if it's improved or anything like that. This goes back to when they forced cross-platform play on Fortnite. So okay. now you can't even match up to a game with just your console, console, console. You can't do that. It doesn't let you. Because doesn't you have, allow it to be optional. It's optional, but there's a very limited pool, and you'll wait five minutes to get into a game if you do no cross-platform. Oh, well. 
very, very stupid on Epic's part. There that again, I mobile phone get play into it as well, doesn't it? Yes, it does. That's it. You're killing the cross platform doing mm. that. You're killing it. And see, we didn't hear anything. The funny thing is, we didn't hear anything about PC players. We didn't hear them complaining about the aim bot or the aim assist. We didn't hear them complaining about aim assist. And we didn't hear controller players getting beamed out of the sky from 200 meters away until they cross-platformed and forced it. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Boom. Now. In my opinion, they were greedy. They got really greedy. I agree. And I've and we said this in the last podcast. We touched on it. We said, you know, skill-based matchmaking. Or not skill-based matchmaking. What am I talking about? Cross-platform should not be forced. It should, no, be, it should optional. be optional. Yeah, agree. Throughout any game. Yeah. It should be optional. I mean, I get people want to play with their friends. I understand that. But that's where the option of cross-platform comes in. Absolutely. Now, I mean, you and me play Squadrons. I play on PC. You play on yep. PlayStation. Absolutely. But there's an option in there, cross-platform. Get my words out. Um, you can turn it off. Yeah. So then you can only play with people on the platform that you're on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 99% of games are doing that. It is an optional um, option. But, yeah, well, Fortnite, I just think they're greedy. Um, they're making a lot of money, and they just want as much as they can possibly make for as long as they can make it, because they probably know that Fortnite's on a down, downhill slope. Yeah, and to me, it being on a downhill slope, I feel like this season, this season in Fortnite, I feel like it's a cry for help. Uh, Epic realizes not as many people are playing Fortnite anymore, so they do a Marvel-based battle pass to see if they can get the original players back. Now, meaning they bring in Thor, She-Hulk, and these are actual names. Thor, She-Hulk, Silver Surfer? No, not Silver Surfer, I'm sorry. Iron Man's in there. Man, they had to have paid some royalties for actually to have the names as well. But they've always... They've always had a hand in with Marvel. Remember mm-hmm. when Avengers come out, they had the whole Thanos game and Well, they got a thing with Disney, didn't they? Because they was allowed to do Star Wars, for example. Um, now they... Marvel is owned by Disney. I don't know if it's necessarily Disney. I think it's just Star Wars. I don't know if it's necessarily Disney or not, but... Well, that would tie the both in because both Star Wars and Marvel are both owned by Disney. That's true. That is true. So, yeah, you might be right. But I feel like this season is a cry for help, and mm-hmm. they're trying to get all their players back. Honestly, I'm done with the season. And the thing is, it's like you're talking to a guy <laughs> who has played every season, like I said, since season three. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's ten seasons. And I've bought the battle pass for ten seasons. That's two hundred and fifty dollars worth the battle passes only. You fool. I know. And it's a free game, by the way. Just to let everybody know it's a free game, but the microtransactions, man. Plonker. Yeah. Dude. I say Fortnite's only ever sucked me in once. And once only, and that was because that was the whole Star Wars thing. And yes, I bought I bought yeah. Stormtrooper skin, and we was messing around with lightsabers. And then when that went away, <laughs> I was like, so yeah, great. I'm done. That was so great. It was funny, man. 
Oh, man, that was great. So, yeah, I, I feel like this is a cry for help. Fortnite needs to come up with something to pull me back in because this one's kind of like, eh, I'm just, I'm not. Well, I think half their player base were inclined to agree with you there as well. I think that's their problem. Um, they got a steady decline in player base. Mm. And I think they should, they've got the kind of facilities and kind of the resources to maybe do an overhaul or do something like Fortnite to make it good for starters, but something new. What do you mean? Do something yeah. new. Kill the cross-platform. Make it to where it's optional, Epic. Optional cross-platform, that's what I want. Epic, do us all a favor. Kill your Fortnite servers completely. And see, I think that's why they force cross-platform, is because they killed the console servers, maybe. Who knows? I want them to kill the servers permanently. They won't have to hear about it. Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up now. Why would you say such a thing? I hate it, man. It is so bad. It is so bad. I mean, like I I think that's why we have interesting conversations, because, like, you're very pro-Fortnite, or was. Hold up. I'm not... (laughs) Hold up now. I'm not, like, 100% pro-Fortnite, and like I said, no... Was, Dude, it was yeah, the only it was thing like, you played for yeah. God knows how long. I don't know what it is, man. It's like, okay, I think it's the statistics like that kind of got in my head. Like, you know, you drop in with a hundred player or ninety nine other players, you're you're a hundred, and like the odds of you winning that game is one percent. So, like, if you win the game, dude, it's I mean, the statistics statistically saying it's like you're pretty good. You know what I'm saying, like. Mm-hmm. But then there's other games out there that are Battle Royale, which I feel a much higher sense of accomplishment when I win compared to Fortnite. Yeah, I I, I understand. I understand that. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people were saying they want Fortnite to have a Gulag mechanic, which is kind of like, which is what Warzone has. I'm like, no, that would destroy Fortnite. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Get that in there, then. I would... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would, dude, that would make me quit for real, like for good. I mean, it was cool that they stole the idea from Apex Legends where you have the reboot band kind of thing, you know. That was pretty cool. Don't get me wrong, that's awesome. But adding a gulag mechanic? No. Whoever said that needs to be shot. I'm sorry, that's terrible. Terrible. Well, idea. if they do it, I was at Put in that mechanic, kill Fortnite. <laughs> All in favor, say aye. Uh, uh, I hate it, man. Just I hate it too much. That's my problem. This is the thing. I never watch. I don't like watching Ninja or didn't because he just all he does is play Fortnite. And yeah, I get it. He's good and that, and he made loads of money doing it. But it just I can't stand the game. Like when I've had like streamers like uh Doctor Disrespect who used to watch quite a lot. Do you know what I mean? He would be like PUBG, and then when he moved to Fortnite, stop watching him. I can't stand it. Just not. And he doesn't even like Fortnite. He's been trashing he Fortnite it. since he's been playing it. <laughs> Trash Fortnite since the day that was released. But unfortunately for streamers, their hands are kind of tied, didn't they? They have to kind of, they're told, especially on Twitch, they're told what they have to stream. Mm. Yeah. Which is a lot to do with it. I think that's why a lot of people, a lot of the big streamers are coming away from Twitch as a whole. Bunch of sellouts to Fortnite. God, Fortnite made them all, and now they're just like, meh. Every single one of them. I'm just kidding. 
Anyway, let's move on. Tactics for Star Wars Squadrons. Okay. Right, you so said earlier, you t- you texted me earlier, and you said a must-learn skill for squadrons, drifting. Elaborate absolutely. on that. 100%. I'll tell you what's going to happen. If you go into a lobby, so uh, a rank match, and you can drift, and the other team can't, you are going to beat them hands down. It is a must-know mechanic. So those who haven't played it yet... Drifting is basically the art of being able to pull off a maneuver where you can do a quite a tight turn. You can get around some obstacles around the map um, in a simpler setting. Uh, like I used it against, I think it was an AI, but this is what happened. So I had a tie fighter behind me, shooting the hell out of me, dropping my sheet, sh- my sheet, my shields. Let's talk properly, <laughs> Lloyd. So I done a drift. I done a full quick 180. So then there's me and him facing each other. Got a few shots off of him. Boosted again. Yeah, exactly. Boosted again. So he shot past me. Done another full one. Another drift. 180. Now I'm behind him. Rolls are reversed. I've also used it in terms of if you're being chased heavily and you taking a lot of damage and you're going past the capital ship, you can actually do a drift and do like a 180 round the under the underside of the capital ship, which then can put some distance and an obstacle between you and that person that's shooting you, which then you, means you can get you some health back, you can get some shields back, you might be able to do your repairs, things like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just it's such a must-know uh, mechanic. But I think there's more that I think there's several. Power oh, right, 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 right. Hold up, let's stay on drifting real quick. Now, hmm? him be him telling me that when he texted me that and told me that, I immediately jumped on squadrons, okay? Because I had not played it enough to know how to drift. So I jump on. To start practicing drifting a little bit. And at first, it took me... Whew, it took me about, what, two games before I actually kind of got the hang of it. Now, once you get the hang of it, you still need to perfect it. Mm-hmm. Being able to perfect it just comes with practice. I mean, that's just... It is what it is. I mean, you know, if you don't there's practice a, it enough, then you're not going to be good at it. A, there's a more advanced way of drifting as well. So your 50% throttle is your f- sweet spot for turning. Mm-hmm. So in an ideal world, you need to be going full speed and boosting in order to perform a drift. But then once you start turning and start doing that drift, you need to drop your throttle down to halfway, which is your sweet spot, and then you get a much tighter turn. So once you've learned the basics of drifting, there's actually a more advanced way of drifting to learn, which then will make you even more formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to take some practice. So talking on the 50% throttle, throttle control, that's another tactic. That's huge. I've been um I've been watching quite a few streams because okay. it was a new game. Literally every Tom, Dick, and Harry is is streaming mm. uh, Squadrons at the minute, and you watch some of them, and they will never literally they'll go full throttle, and that's it. They don't don't ever touch it again. Mm. And it's just, that's just not a viable way of playing. You're gonna die. But uh, that's the thing too. It's like we we kind of got this idea from what Battlefront One when we were doing the the squadrons on that like the air battles. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And we said, oh, the throttle helps you turn. Mm-hmm. We we knew that. Like, from the get-go, going in this game, we said throttle control is everything. We were like, okay, so throttle control, we got to remember to do that. Because if you're going to make these tight turns, like he said, 50% throttle, that's your sweet spot for turning. Absolutely. 100%. Like, if you want to turn tight, real tight, without drifting, drop your throttle to 50%. 
Otherwise, yeah. your turn circle is going to be so wide. I mean, if yeah. you watch me play, literally my throttle is up and down all the time. All it, the time. It's yeah, never because depending on on the situation, and you know, sometimes I am full throttle and boosting and going way too fast and nearly crashing straight into a capital ship, but doing some damage at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then, but then a lot of time when you're doing a lot of tight turns and objective chain and things like that, yeah, if you watch me play, my throttle is up and down all the time. Now, I learned that more from, I'm an elite dangerous player. Um, so, oh, really anyone of you guys don't know what that is, that is a space sim. So, very, very similar to the way kind of squadrons plays with power management, with turning, so throttle control and turn and things like that. So, that's where I honed some of those skills. But it leads on to also power management. That is such an important thing to do. Uh, elaborate on power management a little bit. So, depending on whether you are Republic or Imperial, but we're still with Republic, you've got three levels of power. You've got one for your engines, one for your weapons, and one for your shields. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I didn't know like how you were talking about that before. Yeah, I, so, I understand now. Okay. So, again, I've watched a lot of streamers that will sit. So, you can have it balanced, where it's I think it's like four marks in each. But you'll find that, yeah, your engine power is okay, and you're semi-maneuverable. Yeah, your weapons are okay, but they're going to run out of charge relatively quickly, and your shields are going to recharge slowly. So depending on your situation, you need to you need to constantly monitor those things and, and change them where necessary. So you might need to put your maximum power on engines, which then is going to give you full maneuverability. Even at 50% throttle, it's going to give you a much, much more maneuverability than if it was not full power on engines. Mm-hmm. The same if, you, if you're going on... An absolute rampage you want you need power in your weapons because if you're fighting something and it's you or him you don't want your weapons to run out of charge quickly think of the it same. like uh the power management towards your engines think of it like a jet ski okay you can sit there on a jet ski with no throttle right and you can sit there and turn you know you can turn the handlebars a little bit you'll turn slowly right but until you give it a little bit of throttle you really turn and you'll turn mm-hmm. quick it's kind of the same thing, kind of the same concept. Absolutely. Again, with shields as well, if you're taking a hammer and your shields got down, if you put all your power into shields, your shield's going to recharge a lot quicker. Oh, uh, so it recharges quicker, it doesn't take more damage. No, it recharges quicker. So your shields are a set amount. So when you actually look on your loadout, it will say your shields That's are right. X yeah. amount. And it's actually the recharge rate. So if your shields are gone or down, putting all your power into shield shield. the same as if you if your shields are full when you put all your power into shields it will actually give you an overcharge shield so it actually give you a little bit more now i didn't notice this or not uh i don't know if this was true or not so like all right say everything's balanced out correct so engines weapons shield let's say it's all balanced Mm -hmm. if you put more into weapons does it take out of shields and engine yeah of course it does so there's only so much power so balance is like four, I think it's four marks in each. Mm-hmm. But that's all the power there is. So you, if you went full into engines, it will put more, what we like usually I call them pips, into say engines, but it will, then there will be lower amounts in weapons and shields. Right. It's, I think four is eight, right? Yeah, I think so. So potentially it pulls two pips from each one, yeah. each one and yeah. adds it into one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's very similar. I didn't similar. know if it did that. I didn't know if it did that or not. It's I very similar kind of system in Elite Dangerous. Um, that's why uh, I noticed it kind of off on the off 
Um, and yeah, it's it's huge. If you don't touch them, then you you're gonna struggle because depending on the situation, you're gonna need to be distribu- distributing your power to whatever is required at that time. Right. And then another one is actually shield balancing is another one. Kind of you you've already touched a little bit on that, but go ahead. So shield balancing, I don't think I touched on that yet. Oh shield no no balance. no, you you're talking about how to like transfer your power to shields. I got you. Well, now with shield balancing, balance. you can throw the shield in front or in back of the ship or put it all around equally. Yes, yeah, so you can have more more shield more shield to the front or more shield to the back or have it yes. just an equal distribution. Right. So this helps a lot when you're pushing up on star destroyers and trying to destroy them. Uh, you put all the shield in the front. So you put it all in the front while you're shooting at this with your power. This is how I do it. So like I'll throw my shields in front of me. That way, you know, I can take more hits. And then also my power management, I'll put it all to weapons because you're fighting a star destroyer and you have to put your weapons like top notch. You know, you're trying to take the thing down. That's how I do it. And then eventually, you know, once my weapon system overheats, keep my shield balance or yeah, keep my shield balance to the front, turn up the engines from the weapons once my weapons overheat. And then I'll get away for a little bit, come back, the same thing. Just keep Can going. I um just correct you slightly? Your weapons don't overheat, they lose charge. Lose charge, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that that's the basic concept I do for a Star Destroyer, as far as the shield balancing goes. Absolutely. I mean, the same time, if you've got someone in your tail and you'll find it hard to shake them, you can rebalance your shields to be behind you. Yeah. Um, so then you can take a little bit more damage and actually give you the ability to like, you know, call in some help from maybe from maybe get away, maybe get have away. more time to get away. Yeah, well, it gives you more more time to think about what you want to do because there's obstacles right. all around. So do you know what I mean, if you've got a little bit extra time where you're not panicking because actually you're about to be blown up, yeah, um, then yeah, I think that's good. Do you want to talk about the different ships? Oh yeah, go, yeah. There are different class ships in this game. Um, so for the Empire, I, I don't really know much about the Rebellion side, but for the Empire, I know you have your Tie Fighters, your yep. Interceptors, mm-hmm. uh, your Bombers, yep. and then what's the other one? Reaper. Sorry, Reaper. The Reaper. Yeah. And then there's so, four. Yeah, so it's four on each. And then Republic, they have the X-Wing, the A-Wing, the Y-Wing, and the U-Wing. Now, I've only played with the TIE Fighter and the X-Wing. I haven't tried out all the other ones yet. So. Oh, my God. What have you been doing, man? Man, you've been playing it more than I have. That's what I'm saying. Like, no that's why I'm kind of letting you no go with this. I haven't had time, dude. Don't start <laughs> so, I mean, I've, it's quite, it's fairly well balanced, I think. But you got four different classes. So... Yeah. X-Wing TIE Fighter, they're in the same class. They are your all-rounders. So they they can take a little bit of punishment. Um, they can deal a decent amount of damage. They're good against fighters. They're pretty good against um, capital ships. They're kind of your, your all-round class. So if you're not really sure what you're going to be doing or what you want to do objective-wise and that, then you go with that. Mm-hmm. Your A-Wing and your TIE Interceptor, these are your very agile, quick, but only against fighters kind of class. You don't be going near one of these with uh, near one of, a capital ship with one of these because you're just going to die. So they're much squishier, but they're very agile. So they're great at taking down fighters. Um, really good at taking down fighters. Do have quite a lot of 
uh, firepower to them as well for fighters. But that's it. That's that's their limitation. You don't really want to be taking these against anything bigger. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So then you got your bombers. So bombers are, yeah, they're okay against fighters, but that's not really what they're meant for. They're meant for taking out capital ships. They are slow. They can take a punch and they can deal out some serious damage. Doing a bombing run on a, on a uh, capital ship. Oh yeah, you were bomb. doing that earlier, telling me you're like, yeah, yeah this is awesome. <laughs> Even have like, there's a Goliath homing missile. Yeah. Which is amazing. Man, um, yeah, so they're out. really good, but they need support, and also they need resupplying a lot because you can do your bombing run and literally empty your Everything. bombs. Yeah. yeah. In one run. Uh, which then leads us on to the U-wing or the Reaper, which is actually a, a complete support class ship. Hmm. So, so with this ship. You use it for sending out repairs. Oh, okay. uh, So there's repair bots there. So you can do your setup where you might be in a Y-Wing and you want on... So you've got lasers on your main, like, all ships. Or you can change them to different types. And then you might want bombs for your first auxiliary and Goliath missiles for your second auxiliary. That leaves no room for a repair bot. So what you can do is these supply ship, these support ships can actually repair and resupply you. So they actually send a little robot out to you and they can give you your ammo back and repair your ship for you, which is great. Awesome. Okay, another yeah, I'm going to have to play with this. Another thing a support ship can do is they can actually throw out shields for you that attach to you. So they literally fire a little shield at your ship. So if so you've got some, Essentially someone, it's kind of like a medic in a way? It's, it's a full support. It even, right. It's even an option that it can give you stealth. So there's a you oh, press wow. one of your auxiliary buttons and you'll disappear off of the radar. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, I'm going to have to mess around with these other ones then. <laughs> I can't uh, so help yeah. it, dude. I like the X-Wing and the TIE Fighter, though. Uh, me too, man. But I, you know me, I like to experiment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they're really good. And also you've got your kind of, your different weapon types. So we've got, kind of our lasers which are great at damaging holes not too great on shields we got our missiles rubbish on shields great on holes mm. so then you've got your iron weapons so if anyone that's played other star wars games things like that, they know that iron weapons are generally good for for shields mm. but what you can do is you can even, even like i know that you can definitely on support ship you can actually make your main lasers iron lasers so actually all you do is you shoot if you shoot and look like an x-wing it will disable it they stop dead like dead in the air. They can't do anything. Oh, dude, that's the scariest thing ever. Let mm-hmm. me let me elaborate on that real quick. Because on a PlayStation, dude, it just tells you mash any button. That's that's, that's all it says. Like you're starting to free fall into space and everything. Your your fighter is spinning like constantly, and you're just seeing like sky, planet, sky, planet, sky, planet, and that's all you see. And it just says match mash any button, and you're trying to get control over your ship and your hands are just kind of going around hitting everybody and you're in vr so now you feel and sick. you're in vr and you're already getting sick from barrel rolling and everything else and then they throw this at you and it's like oh god what do i do <laughs> that's so, the scariest thing man it's, it's awful but when you so i hate it when it happens to me but when i'm doing yeah. someone else it's amazing <laughs> um, and then and then you have no control over the ship so like eventually you might hit like one of the obstacles and then blow up and you're like well mm-hmm. crap what am i supposed to do <laughs> absolutely, man. absolutely uh but i like it and it's it so 
I could shoot you with my ion lasers, but I'm going to do next to no damage to your hull. So that's where it becomes like a massive support role where I could disable you, but then I'd need someone else on my team to then come and finish you off because I don't really have the ability to finish you off in in a a timely fashion because they're ion lasers. Mm. But when we've got like the bigger ships, you know, we often we're waiting for shields to come down. Yeah. Well, iron weapons, iron missiles, all that kind of stuff are all great for taking down shields. And this is what I like. There's a full strategic thing. So if you're going to play with, say, five of your friends, all five of you can kind of collaborate and be like, all right, you two, when it comes to the capital ship, you two go on bombers. You're going to be the bomb run. You go support. Give them both shields. And then we're going to want a couple of X-wings or A-wings or something like that. We want you to support to cover them. So you can be really strategic with it, and that's what I like. I like the uh, the fact that they added the briefing room. Mm-hmm. The briefing room is cool, but there's not... <clears throat> for the multiplayer, it's not really... What's the word? It's not really usable? It is. We're using it in you, uh, against AI. Right. But that's... the briefing room on ranked games is... I think you're in there for... A period of time where you can discuss okay so that could be why yeah so we're not we really don't stick stay in the briefing room too long no i think the whole idea of the briefing room is that is where everybody has a game, plan yeah strategy is discussed yeah and i like the fact that they've done it like this where it is strategic and it's limited to five people so it's five people per team uh even in the big matches the rest are all ai because then it doesn't throw loads like it's not like a 64 man free for all chaos thing where server drops out there's so much lag and all this stuff going it's manageable and i like it and i think it's uh i think it's really good that way you know i mean i like the kind of tactical feel to certain things absolutely Uh, and also there's the uh the amount you can customize in terms of loadout i know you want to talk about customization about the ship i'm just want to talk about loadout so even down to your hull you can change the composition of your hull to affect things in a positive way but also has a negative effect as well so for example you can take your hull and you can make it uh it's like a lightweight alloy where it increases your maneuverability but reduces your health and your shield by a certain amount as well and it's a percentage it's not like yeah, it's a lump all, sum yeah it's all done on a percentage the same as you can do the opposite you can make it that your hole gives you much more health but you're going to lose acceleration top speed and maneuverability mm. so there's all these little different aspects you your engine you can change so you can change your engines to be high acceleration but might use more power right and there's all these different things that you can kind of play around with and find kind of your sweet spot, which I really like. Yeah. So, talking about the customization on the ships, I thought this was pretty cool. Like, I actually got in there, looked at it, and I was like, okay, what all can I customize? You can actually add, like, the toys and stuff, like, just hanging in the ship. You have bobbleheads, and then you have, like, the holograms. You can also, that's just inside the cockpit. You can also change the color of your ship, you can change the emblem on your ship. You know, it could be, you know, like the Republic emblem, or you can 
for the TIE Fighters, you can do the Empire Emblem or you can do a Star Trooper helmet or a Storm Trooper helmet and then stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then you said the one, the Chrome. I'm looking forward to getting that. The Chrome is going to be cool. Yeah, they've done the Chrome the paint jobs. The two paint jobs are really, are really like they've got a full chrome paint job. So looking at the next thing at full chrome is pretty cool. But then there's a complete rust paint job. Oh, rust bucket. That's yeah. Another, right. Yeah. And it just looks so good. Like it imagine does. flying around with this literally rust thing that looks like it's been in the bottom of the lake for the past <laughs> hundred years. Flying like it around. Landed on the moon on a vendor yeah. or whatever. <laughs> definitely want that. I'm definitely buying that for yeah. sure. Yeah, so yeah, I do like the skin, and I like the fact that you can actually customize the pilot as well. So not just your ship, but yeah. you can customize your pilot fully as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of customizable options. My favorite thing, this game that EA have done, which um, so heavy, no microtransactions. Oh, so all yeah. these cosmetics are all achievable in game, and the fact they're doing these challenges, like they got their one currently is uh, is 60 days. You've got to do 20 daily missions, and if I've already you got do these daily done. missions. Yeah, I think I've um, got three done, maybe four done. Mm. And then you've got to do 20, and you get this epic uh, ranked helmet for your pilot. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. I like the fact that they're doing things like that. Yeah, uh, that, I think that's going to keep people in. Mm. The story as well is really good. You know, you you got to look at this game as, if you look at the price point, it's a lot less than what usual brand new games are. So when this was kind of first announced, we all thought, Oh, it's going to be multiplayer only. But they've actually included this quite immersive story. But the way that they do the story, which I really like, is that they are teaching you skills as you go along. So yeah. before anyone jumps into straight into rank, I would highly recommend playing at least some of the story. It teaches. Yeah, you you, you texted me that earlier. You were like, "Hey, jump in the story because it's telling you a little bit about everything you can do, and it helps you apply it." absolutely like, okay, and it's that. a gradual thing so it's it's teaching you skills but then also when they're teaching you certain skills the next mission you do the difficulty is getting slightly higher because let's make mo- no mistake here right star wars squadrons everyone wants to fly next wing yeah everyone wants to be a badass mm. if you think this is going to be one of those games where you jump and you blow up everything in sight and you're amazing you are no. wrong it is absolutely difficult. Not. there it is, is a so steep, immersive and there is a very huge immersive learning curve there is a steep learning curve. Yeah. Like don't, we, we, don't we play against in. AI currently yeah. and we get our asses handed to us sometimes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Don't go in with the mindset like, yeah, I'm going to be the be- the best at this game day one. No, you're not. You're not going to be the best day one. You're going to have to put the time in. You're going to have to stick with it and get better and learn all these aspects of dogfighting that you never thought you'd ever need. And this particular game, yeah, you're going to need it because physics come into a play, everything. It's, it's one of those games you really have to put the time in to learn and master. It's going to be interesting to see, like, maybe a few months down the road. It's going to be interesting to see how these people progress and Some how levels. good they become. Yeah, yeah absolutely. it's going to be very interesting to see. I'm quite glad that it's challenging, though. If it was going to be very simplistic, very easy then it will get boring very quickly. The fact that they've made it challenging, it's difficult to master. They make dogfighting literally a skill. Like, it's not... Absolutely. But that's great. That's why, because the base of the game is dogfighting. So the actual minimal thing you do is dogfighting. The rest is actually Mm. more where you're doing objective. You're 
taking out capital ships and defending people and things like that. So you literally this, able... in the simplest form of this game is dogfighting. And for that yeah. to be challenging, I think it's brilliant. You have but to be I able must say, to learn some of the dogfighting mechanics that they used back in the day, like yeah. corkscrews, barrel rolls, everything. You have to learn all of that. Absolutely. And you kind of have to learn it on the fly. You can't just like, oh, yeah, you could do tutorials, right? But tutorials get boring, you know, and that's all staged and then it's no fun. So like, mm, But there's you... tutorials only to a certain point. You have to think that they, they right. teach you the controls, but they it's don't say, staged. oh, you can use this in this situation. That's yeah. where you got to let your imagination run wild, and you got to, in certain situations, you think, oh, actually, that that I learned there would actually be really handy in this situation mm. here. Yeah. But so then again, during like. like while you're playing a match, another situation might prevent itself, present mm-hmm. itself, and you'll be like, oh, this could work here too. Mm-hmm. So you, you never know. I mean, you'll use different training methods to do different things. Yeah, so it's applying to, to do like, multiple things. Mm, I do like there is actually a training uh, section in the game, so you can actually go into like a you go into space, and then in your options you can de- decide what you want to deploy. So you could deploy one squad, and you can sit there and you can fight just one squad, or you can just de- you could deploy three squads at once, and it's just you, and see how you fare, and you can deploy a capital ship and see how you fare. So there's there's like this kind of blank canvas of a training mission where you decide what gets spawns in and then you can try your luck with things or if you just want to fly around the debris and and just practice your drifting and that then Mm -hmm. that's another thing but i will say i was hoping this game was going to be good and i was a little bit concerned because it's on the cheaper side i thought oh they're not going to put as much into it this game has exceeded all expectations and from day one yeah, I've seen just so much positive stuff about it. Yeah. Right now really, I haven't really, really good. S- right now I haven't really seen anything that really needs to be fixed yet. There are a couple of things. Okay. Um the disconnecting to EA servers is Oh that. <laughs> yeah, that. I don't have that problem. I haven't had that problem yet. I know you've had it multiple times. Every time I play. Yeah. Um so I've messed around with all former controls. Mm. So I don't like any flight sim. I don't like mouse and keyboard. Just mm. not my thing. But try the mouse and keyboard. But yeah, not my thing. Uh, I have a hotel system. Which if anyone doesn't know that is hands on throttle and stick. Uh, that is by far the most immersive. And for me, the most natural way to play this game. Right. The fact that your throttle's in your left hand. The joystick's in your right hand. Everything's just in fingers reach touch of a button it's just the most natural way for me to like dogfight or do anything in space problem they got at the minute is there is a dead zone issue uh, i've looked at a few forums and a lot of people are having the same issue where if you think about it you're in a dogfight and you need to make kind of snap decisions and say you need to roll right but you've actually got to turn your joystick 30 percent before it actually registers what direction you're going oh, to turn that's, that's high yeah, there's some real dead zone issues where you can adjust it in game. Uh, Dude, normally when I play with dead zones, my dead zones are like 10% on both sticks. If that. If that, yeah. Yeah. So That's so, max. That's like yeah. max. Yeah. So it's a lot of travel for a joystick. Um, so that's an issue. 
but then I've been playing a controller, and the controller is actually really good. I'm not a massive fan of the throttle on the controller because I'm used to my Hotas system. Yeah. If you want maximum immersion of this game, get a Hotas system. Hotas VR. My God, you'll be in heaven. Amazing. And I, there again, I'm on PlayStation, and I'm having to use a controller and the VR headset, and that's really the only way I've played. I haven't really tried it without the VR headset. I don't want to, to be honest. At this point, I'm to the point where I'm like, nah, I think I can live with the VR part of it. <laughs> well, the things, if you also limit your playtime, especially when, or if you start to get cyber sickness, you switch. You just turn your VR off and go to normal mode. And then and the following see, day, do the same thing. You'll build up a tolerance to it. Now, it's not as bad, though. Like, now yeah. it's not bothering You're already going to start to be building up a tolerance to it. Yeah. And I like the fact, like, with the VR headset, I can look around in the cockpit and still go forward. Like, I can actually look around to my right, look to my left, and see if, you know, there's anybody around me that needs help or if there's something flying around me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that. Ping system's good as well. Absolutely. I don't I don't know if you realize this, but I found out this afternoon, you can actually target someone that's behind you shooting at you. Oh, what? I didn't so know you, that. If you double tap X, it will actually target the person that's firing at you. So you can double tap X and then hit a uh, triangle, and that will actually target them, then ping them, and let your guys know, get this guy off me. Yeah. So that's, that's another. Cool. So there's lots of things. There's like the help. So you can actually call for help. You come as like a little blue symbol on everyone's screen. So if you got someone. Um, if you've got someone on your tail, then you, then you can get some help because um, it's very it is a very team-based game. So, yeah, there's lots of little things that they've added which have actually made it really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely need to play this game, guys. This game's actually really fun. Mm-hmm. We've, ta- we've talked on this game for, what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes right now? God knows. But, dude, but it's... Big, big, big thumbs up from us. Uh, yeah. We, uh, yes, we are biased. We are Star Wars fans. Out of five, what do you give it? Nine. So far? <laughs> out of five? <laughs> yes, out of five, I give it nine. <laughs> okay, we'll go ten, so you give it a nine out of ten. Okay, uh, out of ten, I'll give it twenty. <laughs> okay, fair it, enough. It's really good. Out of, t- out of ten, I have to give it a solid eight and a half. Just because trying to get past motion sickness and everything, or the cyber sickness. Getting past that, once you get past that, I'd give it a nine. Absolutely. If they fix the dead zones on the Hotas, uh, it will change everything. It'll be so good. Uh, yeah, that'll probably be a quick patch to who knows. I hope so. But yeah, you want to wrap it up? I think that's definitely, yeah, we're all talked out for, for now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> guys, thanks for uh, listening in. Uh, I know we've gone over time a good bit here, but uh, a lot, a right, lot of topics that we discussed today it was really fun. It's really interesting. Uh, be uh, sure to follow us. Topics uh, not planned. <laughs> yeah, definitely not planned. We went on some tangents and all that too. So it is what it is. But guys, uh, we appreciate everybody stopping by. Uh, remember, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash the grit show. Uh, we also have Twitter now at grit show. Uh, so be sure to follow us on there. Uh, definitely follow us on Spotify. Uh, that way, you know, when we have a podcast up, and uh guys we'll see you in the next one i'm daniel son i'm dj lloyd and uh, we'll we're live streaming you. most days 
Most days, yes. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Peace.